For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18+. plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. If you're looking to get a new car, you could really cut expenses by bundling your car and renter's insurance with Progressive. Sure, you love your old car, but you know it's not normal to give instructions on how to open the window. It should be self-explanatory, but it's not. And notice how when you're in other people's cars, you can feel cushion in the seats? That's pretty nice, right? No, it's just normal. So bundle your renter's and car insurance with Progressive and put the savings toward a new car. It's time. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company coverage provided in service by affiliates and third-party insurers. You are now tuned in to Believe. Do you believe? All right. Welcome in to On My Block Podcast, the Green Bay Packer Podcast. I'm your host, Amon Green, along with my good friend and teammate, Mike Wallman. Mike, how you doing? Hey, I'm great. How are you? I'm doing good, man. Uh, just uh, just chilling. A long weekend. Had a, a winter squall. That's a squall? Other- yeah, instead of just saying a whiteout, they threw in squall. Does that, does that mean it's snow? I thought a squall was rainfall. It was snow. It was a no. high wind snowfall. And they said winter squall. I'm like, ain't that just – that's just a whiteout because I couldn't see nothing on the ride home a- from school. AG, we're so. doing this and we're in Texas, right? Right. It's literally 30 to 70 every 24 hours, 30 to 70. Today, it's 85 degrees outside today. Wow, nice. Two day, like, like Yesterday, it was in the 30s. It's you know, like everyone's sick. You know what I mean? Everyone's got yeah. the sniffles because they don't know how to handle it. I don't know what's right. going on. Mother Nature is a real son of a bitch. Hey, yeah. Uh, so, but but we got. I know we got some um, some good stuff coming on with some with football season being done. What what you got cooking there? Yeah, man. <laughs> football football might be over for this season, but basketball is in full stream for both pro and college hoops. And from all the latest odds, totals, player performance props, to where the next fired coach is going to land. Bet online is the number one spot for all your sports betting needs. So head on over to the website or use your mobile devices to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use the promo code BELIEVE, that's B-L-E-A-V, to get started. And it's not just basketball, AG. BetOnline is your source for hockey, boxing, UFC odds. Right over to the Olympics. Actually, Olympics are up. Olympics are over, right? Yeah. I got to tell you a funny story. Speaking of uh, uh, um, Olympics, man. I, I I was complaining there was too much curling on. I got this guy on Twitter, like the, from the curling committee, like like shut me down. He's like, dude, there's three curling events every day, whatever. It was hilarious. But anyways, from sports, <laughs> from sports right down here, Vegas casino games. Bet online is your number one online wagering destination. Bet online, the fastest, easiest way to wager on all your favorite sports and play in your favorite games. Bet online, where the game starts. 
Yeah, I'm, I think I'm gonna go into that. I'm gonna, I'm gonna get a limit and just stick with it. I'm gonna do like 500 and see what I could do with 500 on the. I think this you'd be happy <clears throat> if you just small, you know, small bets. That's what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna do small yeah. bets. Yep, and stay consistent with the small stuff. So, so Listen, today, man. oh, go ahead. I was gonna say, I was say to the audience, we we AG and I talked about it last week. We're not that into uh, talking about college players and underwear. So, <laughs> no. so instead of, instead of talking about the, the Twitter wars and everything that all the draft experts and talking about Mel Kuyper's mock drafts and whatnot, we thought oh we'd bring God. on some Packers onto the show to talk some some Packers football. Yes, indeed. We got special. So who we got guests. today, AG. Uh, we got we got special guest Cave and Barry U seventy one. Um, sleep and eat. What? Well, uh, but the tremendous amount of nicknames my man got. But a guy who who basically would forklift another human being. Five yards off the line of scrimmage. And I seen it with my own eyes as I was getting the ball handed off. And I said, I'm running that way. There's nobody. <laughs> there's nobody That's there. It. There's nobody there. So what's up, Kevin, man? How you doing? Doing good. Doing good. Nice. KB, yeah, man. Pride to wait. Pride to racing Wisconsin, man. We I had this the first thing that uh that ha happened on Twitter this morning when I said you were coming on the show. Dudes from Racine, Racine, like, hey, when's Kevin coming back down to Racine? Tell, I want some good high school stories. They're into it. They love you. Yeah. They love. They love. They, yeah, love, they love, love that KB. So, uh, so, so, something I didn't know about you, KB. Nineteen ninety-six Wisconsin Player of the Year of Washington Park High School. It's dopeness, pretty good there, and then signed at. Signed Green Bay here in 2002, which was my uh, third year here, and uh, and then out of U of A, University of Arizona. And a little quick fat fun fact. Yep. I almost committed, and I, me, uh, me and Kevin knows this. We've had this conversation. I almost committed to A of U when I came out in uh, college, uh, 1995. So we almost kind of crossed paths. I would have graduated yeah, AG, before you so got old, there, bro. You're oh yeah, old head. Okay. <laughs> I know. We're almost. Yeah. We both would have right. been wildcats, you know. He would have been, been, been He would have been that guy. You, you ever you ever do the um you do the recruiting dinner or the recruiting deal and you go you have a host? That was me. That would have been Did you have, did you ever play KB, did you ever play with a uh, do you ever play against one of your hosts and I got I played twice against the guys that I, like recruited me in college? Because I didn't go any, I didn't have any big. I wasn't like you know when it was Nebraska and University of Arizona and whatnot. I had like Ivy League guys, but I never forget, man. We we're playing Seth Payne, and like, I was beating the brakes off him down in Jacksonville. This dude's like, "Hey, man, you remember me?" I'm like, "No." He goes, "Man, I was your host for the recruiting trip." <laughs> <laughs> no, I never oh, played against any of them. No, I played. I played against former guys like Lance Briggs and Joe Tafoya and stuff like that. But oh, so you're, that's, that's your age? I didn't even think about that. That's your age group. Lance Briggs and all those boys? Yeah. Lance was a stub. Is he a sudden college? Yeah. That dude was a yep. – the other guy's a unit, man. Yeah, but here's he the thing, though. Together. You remember Pete Rule, right? Golden, Golden Pete. Golden Pat. Yeah. He was assistant coach office coach. Yeah. He recruited me at Michigan. Ooh, oh, so really? Funny. He kept calling me. I had a big, big daddy shirt. He kept calling me daddy the whole recruiting trip. I ended up getting rid of my big daddy shirt. I couldn't stand it. <laughs> <laughs> big daddy. Oh, yeah. That's Dude. hilarious. How big were you in high school? How big were you in high school? Wisconsin play of the year. You're all American, too, right? Six, five, three, three. Yep. 315? Oof. You're a unit, dude. Hey, were, you, were the Packers your team growing up? Were you a Packers fan? Yeah, or they were. Or were you we, were, we were playing Sam. I was a Packers fan. 
We play yeah. Sandlot football around when the Packers played, so it feels like a later game. We play early in the day so we can watch them. Nice. nice. You and Tausch, you and Tausch got that like got to play with that childhood team, man. Like that's got to be an incredible. I because I didn't even have a team like that. The closest I got to, oh, yeah. I guess, was like I almost signed with the 49ers, but like AG, who is your team? Uh, I was a 49er fan too. Yeah, man. Um, being in Cali, and then my dad was a 49ers fan, so that was the closest I got to. I was hoping that day I got drafted, but didn't happen. Didn't happen. Um, but yeah, I, was dude, kinda... I was a corn husker. I was a corn husker. Well, no, I mean, listen, it, that's a that's legendary in itself, AG. I'm just saying, like, to be able to grow up in Wisconsin and play for the Green Bay Packers, like, yep. you and Tausch are living the dream, huh? Yeah. Well, you and Tausch had an even better dream because he, like, li- like, from Wisconsin, played in Madison, to play in Green yeah. Bay, like him right. and uh, uh, Cole Van Land, our player on there right now, got the little- yeah. And what about Billy Ferrario? Was Fer- yeah, I was gonna say Ferrario from there. He was from Wausau. Area, no, he's right? from uh, Scranton, Pennsylvania. Oh, he's from Jersey. Yeah, he, yeah, he, so he yeah. lives in Wausau. Now. He lives in Wausau. He, he, he now, moved right? out there. Hey, right, right there. By the way, if he's if he's listening, that guy yeah. was the trash, most trash poker player I think I've ever played against in my life. If you're out there, Billy, you're a terrible poker player. Unbelievable. The guy would try to wait you out, man. The guy, the guy would try to wait you out. He'd like, he'd like get rid of all the chips in the bowl so everybody would be hungry and stuff, and he'd just sit there and wait until everybody quit and try to dig all your money. <laughs> he try to starve you in poker. Oh, no, he try to starve you because we're all fat guys, man. He try to starve you out. Unbelievable. Oh my god. Oh, <laughs> Serious, bro. That's that is too funny, right wow. there. Um, so hey, know. let's talk. Let's talk about this. Let's talk about this U seventy one package, man. Tell tell, yes. tell everybody the back. You want to you want to you want to go into it and tell the story, KB, how this whole thing started, because you were like a cult legend back in the day. Yeah, uh, everybody yeah. knows it now. Yeah. So how it all got started? We mean we we had five already, uh, but Beckton wanted to get another like wanted to get me out there somehow, and so. I don't know if it was him or Jags, whatever, but they came up and we got the, the – our first time doing it was uh, the Bears game. And they only had, like, two plays or something like that to do it. And all, all of a sudden after that, it just, like, snowballed to just a few plays, a whole sheet. So I was, like, always on the practice field. Dude, we had – we ran that – play. I remember in, uh, in like, 2004, we were probably running that play 16 times a game. 96 Easy. power load. Easy. Right, you were. I mean, you, you yep. probably had twenty. You probably had twenty snaps a game. Like we pretty, you pretty much revolutionized yeah, six, six offensive line, six offensive linemen in the NFL. I mean, really, who else is doing yeah, it I see it's at that, at that level? Yeah, I mean, who else? Who else was doing it at that yeah. level? Like, got guys that come in for goal line, but we were doing it in the middle of the field. Yeah. You see, seventy-one. Come on. Yeah, I mean, I've seen a team be successful like how we were doing it. That's because nobody else has has you, man. Three hundred. You were you were running about three fifty back then, right? <laughs> no, I'm serious. No, like, no, you think about three thirty. So okay, three three thirty is a big tight end, man. Mercedes Lewis is a great blocker, but he's not he's not rolling down to three hundred thirty pounds. You imagine a dude walking out there, and, and that defensive end every day is like I used to. Just, we kind of giggled, right? Because like I mean, it's it's hard work, but you know, sit there like two hundred seventy five pound defensive end. It's going against, you know, it's like going against Tausch all day, going against Tausch, and they got to run and pass. It's like, it's like, you know, and then all of a sudden you come in, it's like, it's clobbering time. Like, it's, he's even fix around and get his ass whipped real quick for about a couple of days. Yeah. Like, Destroyed. I remember, oh, I remember the Seattle game, 03 season. Oh, the first and, one? Yeah. 
the first oh. one in the regular season where I'm getting the ball on the goal line and the whole right side of the goal line is already in the end zone because KB takes whoever their D tackle three technique was and planted him five yards into the end zone. I'm like, I'm going to go that way. <laughs> I'm going to dis- just walk. Disappear. I'm, yeah. I'm going to walk used into to make the end zone. Disappear. I was like, that is amazing to see. I love KB, it. KB, who, who are like the, who are the DNs that you remember? Like, man, I used to love getting a hold of that dude. Let's talk. Hey, on this show, by the way, KB, we just talk a lot of trash about everybody. So yeah, don't yeah. don't feel bad about whatever you say. Right. It's, it's, <laughs> who are the guys you like beating up on? I know I enjoy. When... Oh, I'm trying to remember because I just started beating up everybody. I was like, well, uh, you used to get a hold of. Remember, you used to get a hold of Gouliet out in the Bears every once in a while. I felt bad for him because he wasn't built for that, but he was a pass yeah. rusher. They'd be coming in like bring another tackle in. Those, like bring in the lefty. <laughs> but Amon knows the story. Like when we were playing uh at home, and this dude, I forgot it was a uh, thing or somebody, but he just really pissed me off. And I dumped his ass in the back of the end zone because I was pissed. And I was in Seattle. Okay, that's the play I was talking about. That was the play I was talking about. That wasn't Rocky God, Bernard, please. was it? Was that Rocky Bernard? Whoever they three technique was in 03 or uh, that was Rocky Bernard. Yeah, that was him. He got destroyed. Yeah, he was a good player too, man. But yeah, that was that's tough sledding. Yeah, that's a lot. Yeah. That's a lot of cornmeal. You got you a double team? Forget about it. Oh man, like on yeah. film, it looked even worse. Like in person, getting the ball, getting the handoff, and when I saw yeah. that, I was almost like caught off guard because it's just you don't expect that much space between you and the. And the uh and the goal line when you're on the goal line, you like you know you got right. you know, to supposed to be able to walk in. Yeah, not just walk in like that. So I'm like, oh my god. And then the next day on Monday when we watch film, I'm like, he literally picked you like you got him right in between his armpits, and you just kind of just like here you go, move back here. Just I'm gonna put you sit you down right on your butt and uh, right on the G on the PLC. <laughs> I remember. I very specifically remember. I think it was that same year. <clears throat> And we had lost – no, it was 2004 because it was our second or third game. We we started out bad that year. Right, yeah. And uh, we, we played the Detroit Lions, which, every, you know, it's like everybody's medicine, right? And I think it was like the second play of the game, dude, we ran that 9-6 power load. And I remember I came over and, and uh, dumped their linebacker. But I dumped him – now think about this because I'm pulling around and I have depth, right? So I dumped my guy over KB who was already on top of his guy. <laughs> like it was – it was it was like a damn domino effect, and then AG that's you went off like second play of the game for like seventy yards off that, right? Off that uh. And I was just I remember watching those things on film because sometimes like people don't understand how hard it is to drive block and like inline block, but you were so good at it that people would like you'd literally pick humans up and then like all like my my limbs are off the ground and then like my back hits first. Like it, usually you don't see that very often in the league. You no. were you were one of a kind in that back back in the day, no. man. Yeah, high school, high school, college, you could you would see that. But uh to see that in the pro level is like it's like impressive and like, oh my God, you just dominated that guy. And it's gonna linger in his head for a whole quarter and probably the rest of the game. Um, but uh you guys, I'll say this, you guys set the standard for playing uh six. We set the standard for having six old linemen in the middle of the field. So how much uh how much do you will I say how much do you miss that kind of football being played? KB, because I know we talk about it when we're out there in your garage watching a game and we just talk about how we play. We're always mentioning that. Yeah. So how, how much do you miss that? 
I miss seeing a lot. I mean, uh, passing offense now compared to like with us, we we had, we had a balance. Mm-hmm. But now it's just so much like just in the air and stuff like that. And you don't see that like a lot of teams just like just dominate the ball, dominate the scrimmage, and just really just like basically control the game. Mm-hmm. Like, so I, I really miss seeing a lot of that like, domination like that because it's not more finesse and zone zone blocking and just uh, just trying to really do like a pass block or passing all the time. So I do miss seeing that. Yeah, yeah, I know. I do. People don't understand how 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 bad, how terrible it is for an offensive lineman to have to like pass for all day. Like, it's not fun at all. No, like, you take pride in it. Like you don't want to get, you yeah. know, you don't want to get, you know, you don't want to get. But it's like there's no, you don't want to get beat. But you take a lot of pride in your job. But like it's not fun. Like it's not, you know, fun is like imposing will on somebody else, <laughs> not like making sure they don't impose will on you. It's like you have to like it's like a double negative on pass pro man. But run blocking is when you get a. You get to eat like we make our money in, in pass pro, but you have mm-hmm. like we make our pride and our name and everything and run blocking. It's funny, like you see guys now, KB. You, tell me if you agree with this. Like when I watch, when I watch guys play now, all they ever talk about is like how the guys run blocking or excuse me, pass blocking, pass blocking. But when you look at the absolute top guys in the league now, they're actually the best run blockers. You think about like Quentin Nelson, Trent Williams, like all the guys that get hyped, like a lot of love. They're, they're the guys that can dump people on on uh, on on down to down basis. Whereas there's a lot of good pass blockers now, but I think like the differentiator, if you want to be an all pro, man, you better be able to dump somebody. You see, you feel that way? Yeah, no, I feel the exact same way too. I mean, Green Bay has a few guys on there I can see that can that are great at doing run blocking, but you just like like you said, there's the the most dominant offensive ones that can do both, but they're very dominant when it comes to running the ball. And like that's just a key with how players nowadays with like the offense too, like QBs don't have to worry about getting hit as much like they do now. They did when we played because they saw like uh, you're worried about the like, QB not like that's a big commodity, so we need him hurt. But before it was just like skip it, run for your life. <laughs> you think and they're so, gonna put yeah, a red jersey on during the game? Line, but, uh, what's that? I said I said I think we're two years from putting the red jersey on during the game. What you think? Unbelievable. I know. Or put our give spikes. Oh my goodness. Right, right. So uh what was who was the best DN you played against during your time, KB? Uh Julius Peppers was one of the good ones I blocked. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. He's yeah, a he unit too. I mean that's this dude. Did you think hey, did you think that's long arms? So Julius Julius is the best af- athlete. I was like Mike Rucker, and I, I know this guy. I played with those guys. I love him. Mm-hmm. Dude, Rucker used to give me fits, and he wasn't like – I don't know why. Like, he wasn't that strong or anything. Like, compared to Julius, you're going like, this guy's not as good an athlete. That dude used to give me so many fits in games, man. He was – and he talked crazy talk. Like, he doesn't swear or anything, but he's just like – he's a crazy yeah. trash talker. He's a cra- – like, like he loses he, – oh, he's Nebraska, isn't he? Yeah, he's, he's a hustler. Yeah, he goes outside himself. Like, he he's like becomes a different human and then comes back <laughs> into his brain, like, after the game. He's nuts, man. He's absolute nuts. Oh, man. And Ruck, and you're right, Mike, in describing him. Not real muscular, but big. Yeah. And doesn't so doesn't really have when you look at him, you're like, okay, I think I can I can handle this guy. But I think it's just that the culture that we had, that motor that Grant Wistrom had, he had to follow up that motor. So yeah. we know he had a motor. So he's like, all right, I gotta stick with this kid. And he has he's hundred miles an hour. So I gotta do something special. So between 100% effort and then obviously trying to, 
you know, chap the gums a little bit, you know, getting the guy's head. And that's something you guys are great at. I think old linemen between you two and Marco and Flanny, probably the best getting in somebody's head trash talking. Cause I know some things that some of the trash talking that went on between you guys and defenses that we face. I remember Marco, I was at his house in Dallas. He says to me and mine, he said, we used to, I used to come to the line of scrimmage and just point to say, Hey, number 30 is coming right here and you can't stop him. And I'm like, you would say that? He's like, yes, we knew what we were doing. We had it down. I'm like, now it makes sense why some guys were mad at me when I was running the ball and I didn't even talk to them. I was like, I get it now because y'all were, you know, lighting them up before. And, and I'm not lighting them up with the hitting. Y'all talking, y'all talking trash to them. <laughs> That's a bad feeling right there. KB, you talk a lot of trash? Chicago. No, well, a lot of times when I go up to this good linebacker and he try to try to run, I'll be like, no, I got you. Don't even try. <laughs> He's like, okay, like I, got I got you. Where are you going? Where are you going? <laughs> <laughs> Come on. Oh, man. man. So, I, so I love when they did talk trash, though. When they, when they did talk trash, though, I, once I pay, I get up and laugh at them. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That's all I need to do. I feel like talking trash was always like, I try to take a different approach, man. I always be like, man, you guys are doing really well. I'd always try to like be over like nice to them to the point where they know that I'm like, I'm like lying to them. Like, man, you almost, you, you're doing really well out there. Or I'd like push somebody over the pile and like, you know, you put your forearm in the throat or whatever. And then you like help them back up. And, like, man, you're playing great today, man. I love the way you're playing today. And they would get so angry. Like that make them so mad because they don't know how to come back from it. They're, no, they like, oh, like F you. And you'd be like, ah, yeah, okay. <laughs> That's not like Marco, like, stuff that he used to yeah, say. So yeah, who was the so who was the best trash talker, yeah. KB, that you face? Mike, you can answer that one too. Wolf on that best one. trash talker? Oh, John yeah. Randall. Oh, okay. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I can see that. Yeah. Because John Randall. That's because they were scared of you. See, I was only 295, man. You're rolling around 330 on those <laughs> defensive ends, man. What are they going to say? Oh, shoot. <laughs> <laughs> he said, oh, shit, here we I go. Do, oh, hell. I, I, do, I do when we were playing Tampa, like I was coming on, like uh, we were doing special, I was doing special teams. I was coming up, and uh, Sap was coming on, and he was like, you're a big motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Sap, man, hey. Sap, used to, Sap used to get so mad, he'd be like, because we – like we, you know, if if like we were sliding to him, if he if we if we went inside and we slid to him, he'd complain about that. And if he tried his move, and you'd flash your hand, so he'd like do his move early. And there's a couple times like you just jack him up, and he would be like, "Man, I can't wait till I get my boy back." Because like whoever whoever the nose tackle was, it didn't matter if it was that that white dude he had back in like '98 or if it was like Booger. It was none Booger, of them could rush. None of them could rush the passer though. Right. So he'd be like, "Oh, wait till I get my 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 guy back." We're like, "Who's your like? Who is this guy? Like what?" What are you talking about? Like Simeon Rice? He's he's already out there. Yeah, he's on the right? he's on the edge. Chad's over there blocking him with one leg. Remember when Chad cramped up for that game? He dude he was blocking him with one leg. Oh yeah. my god! But he was a dude. Warren would talk so much. He'd be he'd be out there just dancing around doing his little shake stuff, and then he'd be like, "If you jacked him up, he'd be like, man, wait till I get my boy back.'" And we'd be like, "Dude, what?" And we oh, were boy. always like perplexed, man. He, so maybe he was a great trash talker. We were confused. Like, who's he talking about? Yeah. He was, I mean, listen, that guy was, I mean, he was a special player, right? He's a Hall of Fame guy, too, but. Yeah, he would, he would get in Brett. He would get in Brett's head, too. I remember my first season there in 2000, and then the last game of the season when we played against Tampa, I remember that game, and it was, like, negative at kickoff and then even colder. Towards the end of the game, halfway through that game, 
I had a run, tackled. I'm walking back to the huddle, and him and Brett are just going at it. And I'm like, dude, I'm like, Brett, get in the huddle. I'm like, you know, it's my first year, but I'm like, this is the whole season in now. So I got a little little something. So I grabbed Brett. I'm like, boy, get, I said, Brett, get in the huddle, man. Stop talking to him. Stop trying yeah. to let oh, I'm having fun, AG. I'm having fun. I'm like, dude. Yeah, so 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 John Randall and Brett, like John. So obviously you make a name off of talking trash to a quarterback, right? Right. John Randall was the king, so they had this thing going. So when the when the Bucks joined the NFC North and was Sap, Sap was like he saw John Randall and all the fame he was getting, and a lot of it was off of like John Madden would talk uh, about like their rivalry. So yep. you knew Sap was like just over there. And then Chris, remember Chris Hoban was trying to do the same thing. Like mm-hmm. everyone tried to take a shot at the title, man, every single year, right? That's part of that was part of the fun of being being a lineman for Green Bay, though. You knew, you knew your quarterbacks would be talking trash to everybody. So I was like, they're talking trash to. The guy that we have to block, KB. Oh man! So that yep. you know, with you saying that, Mike, that brought me. I brought up the thought of uh, Adrian Clem when he got here from New England. <laughs> you know where I'm going with this for both of y'all because y'all were in that room. I remember. No, I wasn't. I was out of that room. Oh, were you gone by then? Darn. Oh yeah. I, oh, he, he cl- I, I thought. I thought you were telling. Go ahead. You tell this one. I'll tell another one. Clem's right. a man, dude. But it's okay. funny. Yeah. But yeah. So when he got there, Mike. He was he had a hair his haircut he was bald and he had yeah. a beard like and he so he looked like Suge he looked like Suge Knight yeah 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 he still does <laughs> right and so I'm at there I'm at right before practice get my ankles taped please tape my ankles he comes down and he sits down he has this look of disgust on his face he's like man I'm like my like, agent you good he's like man what's what's up with the old lineman man I'm like what you mean he said man I'm sitting in in the meeting room. They going in on me. Like every time something happened on tape, if I answer the question not quite right, somebody's on me. I'm like, hey, bro, that's just how it is. You gotta take, you gotta suck it up. I said, them guys are rough. You can't let them see you sweat. And and he said, then they in there calling me Suge Knight. And man, when he said they calling me Suge Knight, I lost it. I, I was like, I could I just broke down, started crying, laughing. I said, my bad. <laughs> like, bro. <Yeah. laughs> I'm like, I said, you look like Suge Knight for real, though. I'm just saying. But don't let them see you sweat. But I'm like trying to hold this down, trying to tell him that. And they called y'all called him Suge Knight. I'm like, oh my god, this is too. Funny. So I got I got a funny one. So Clem, so Clem's a character. Yeah. And so he got they brought him in to replace. He he played left guard when I left. Yep. <clears throat> so so that remember that team was like four and twelve. So things are going bad, right? You guys yeah. lost. We lost. You guys lost. I don't, yeah, that was 05. Yeah, I got. Yeah, I was out. A lot of us was out. And uh, so he, so we're we're training, and yeah. I'm training in, in Scottsdale, Arizona, next off season. Mm-hmm. And Clem's there, and I don't really know who he is, right? I, I mean, I know who he is, but like I don't, I never met him before, or whatever. But he's just right. looking at me side eyed like the whole day. And finally, I'm just like, "What's up, man? How you doing?" Like I'm like, you know, whatever, you know, blah blah. blah. <laughs> and he's just kind of like, just kind of like, he doesn't want anything to do with me, right? So the dude that we're the dude that we're all training his facility, uh, the guy we're training, Chad Ike, he invites everybody out to dinner at a sushi restaurant mm-hmm. and so i get my car you know we, i go out there it's like seven eight at night whatever i get i'm, I'm in the parking lot i park the car i'm walking back and, and and he's standing in the middle of the parking lot like waiting for me and i'm like oh shit like we're gonna fight like it's about to go <laughs> right. down oh it's that look okay yeah yeah so i'm like i'm like i'm like hey what's up man like we good and he goes he goes man and he just he puts his hand out he dabs me up he's like you're a cool guy and i go all right so, you know i'm like okay thanks he goes I'm gonna be honest with you, man. I, I called my boys. Like we were gonna, we were gonna come over here and beat your ass, man. You know how much shit I had to take for you for, for you leaving Green Bay and 
all the crap they told me all this year, uh, this year, because their team wasn't good and everything. But he's like started. I'm like, I was like, what do you want me to do? <laughs> I was like, <laughs> he's like, man, we're fixing here, fixing come over and whip your ass. I go, it would have been a good fight. Like I, right? I, I would, I would put money in. I would have bet on that fight. I would have so, bet on that fight. So yeah, then he too. was at UCLA. He's a, he was at UCLA, and I went over to uh, went over to check UCLA out, and went and checked, you know, said hi to him. He, he's a, he's a really really good dude. I think he's coaching with the Steelers. Right? I think he's a headline coach. No, no, sorry, he just went to Oregon. Oh, but, okay. uh, nice. But he's a and he's a really good coach. This dude had their left guard at spring ball. He had him in tears. Like like that UCLA group had like all these ex pros as coaches. Mm-hmm. Jim Moore's team had him right. all these ex pros coaching. Dude, he, Adrian Clement had these this dude in flat. I've never seen a, a college. Like twenty-two year old dude, just in tears on the sideline really? at spring ball, dude. Really? He had him in tears. I was like, oh, "This is this is absolutely ruthless over here." I'm enjoying the hell out of myself today. Thank you for having me over. <laughs> this is amazing. Oh, it was brutal, man. brutal. Hey, he's just trying to get him better. He's uh, yeah, critiquing man. him, being hardcore. So we're gonna head into the next um, segment called Trench Warfare. And before we do present it. We're getting sponsored here by NordVPN um, here on Believe. So what is more important than peace of mind, guys? Nothing. Nothing. Nothing at all. So and that's what NordVPN is here for, to give you a peace of mind while you are online searching the Internet. So with all the threats that you face today on the Internet, it is more more important than ever to be sure to have your best VPN you can get. So NordVPN is the world's best VPN service offering the fastest connectivity, most servers, and next-gen encryption to make sure that everything you do online stays secure and tight. Nobody can kind of creep in through your IRL and try to jack all your passwords and all that craziness. Plus, you can use NordVPN on all your computers, devices, no matter their operating system. And with NordVPN Unlimited Badwith, you never have to worry about a slow, slow connection either, KB. You know what I'm saying? Well, this hint, 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 hint. And plans to start under... Um, I'm at, I'm at, four dollars per spot. month. <laughs> so plans start on the four dollars per month, KB. Just so you know. So right now, grab your exclusive NordVPN deal going by NordVPN.com/slash/believe or use the code believe B L E A V to get up to seventy percent off your NordVPN plan plus one additional month free. It's also risk free with a NordVPN thirty day guarantee. Money back guaranteed there, but Mike, uh, I think you got something to say though about all this. That it's also risk for you. Know, I here's a question, KB. If you, if, what is your fire? Yeah. What do you need to protect? What do you, what do you need to protect? What, what would NordVPN be protecting on your computer, on your personal computer? What kind of stuff you got on there? Uh, I'm, I, how many dates? How, how many? How many business stuff? Not back in the day when you're on 27 dating apps. <laughs> I didn't care about that thing. I was like, what? Whatever. You see what, that's what I got. I, I got you. Okay, so KB, this. Hey, check this out. This is our. This is talking box players. Nine on nine on seven football, right? First question: Who's a better blocker, you or Mercedes Lewis? Me. <laughs> I agree. Yep. Mercedes is pretty good though. He's you, you think you think you think he's the best who's better he's the best blocking tight end in the league right now though, right? Who's better than him? No, I, I think he is too. I yeah, think he's he amazing. He's a he's a he is a good like player. Don't get me wrong. He, yeah. Mm. No, he, I was yeah. I was kidding with that, man. I know you're better than blocking. Yeah. Than he is. Uh, who's your favorite all 
Who's your favorite line to watch right now? Uh, I like Turner. He's a good all-around line. Really? Yeah. He's a strong player. I like I watch him dominate out there. He was uh, he was uh, with me in Miami for a couple guys. years. Yeah. Go ahead, man. Who else? Uh, let's see who else. Here. Uh, I'm, in, I'm interested to see how uh, Rutgers kid does. He's out there. Um, who? Also, another guy, a, a, a player that I know recently, Cole Van Lannen. I'm definitely interested to see what his future holds for everything out there. I think mm-hmm. he's a great player. I think a Wisconsin kid. So definitely looking forward to watching him in the future. Yeah. So what about around the league, guys around the league? We'll see what happens. Let's <clears throat> oh, some big boys out there. Big Q, big Q. I like Fooney. It's all right. What about that dude? What about Slater? You like Slater out, uh, uh, out in Char- Chargers? The new left tackle for the Chargers, Panay Sewell. The new le- the new right tackle for the Lions. What you think about those guys? You watch them at all? That Panay Sewell. I like watched him a little bit, especially the guy from. Uh, yeah, he's like you, man. He's he's. I mean, yeah, he, so he's really coming over. Like, he's coming over like to we- crush dreams. Yeah, <laughs> I try to watch linemen like how we were, how we played, like dominant linemen that you could just handle anything for like run block or pass block. I try to watch a lot of guys like that. That's like who, so. Who's that right now? Who, who do you think? Who do you think on the line is right now? Is that like it's probably the, the Colts are the Colts are pretty good, right? You can kind of see how they can they could kind of fill that role. Who? What's another? What's another line out there you think is like that yeah. level? The Browns. Uh, I would say. Browns aren't bad. Um, who has a chance with all that? Philbin's got Dallas right now. I mean, next. it's just the problem is they are they're always injured. And then you, you, you see the light with a little bit of an injury. The San Fran line is pretty good. I, you know, I don't know how much of it is like. Obviously, left tackle is, is a – I mean, he's, he's a difference maker in any offense. But then their scheme's different. Debo Samuel, just like you know, the way they deploy their weapons is, is pretty unique. But, like, for my money, the, the Browns and the Colts, they're, they're pretty good offensive line-wise. Like they're they're kind of good across the board, you know? Yeah, and I did watch – San Fran always seems to have, uh, like, a really good left tackle. For like, for quite yeah, some yeah. time. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah, because they had Joe Staley before. Tackle. <clears throat> yeah. yeah, that's a key. Got a solid uh, left tackle. Yeah. Dude, I think there's always something to be said yeah. too. If like if you get a practice, I know there's not many as not as many practices now, but like if you have one if one side of the line's good and they're playing against the other side every day, like you're gonna get better, right? You're you just get you it's almost like it's almost yeah. osmosis, right? You've got to play these guys every day, like almost by just because of survival tactics, like you have to learn how to play better. Mm-hmm. You can't I remember um Oh, what was Corey's name? What was Corey's last name? He went over and played. He played with us, and then he went over and played in uh, Detroit. Jam- Corey uh, Williams. Corey Williams. Corey Williams. Corey Williams. See so yeah. me, me, yeah. me and Flanagan used to get – when he was younger, we used to just – you know, because we practiced hard, right? So mm-hmm. that was back in the day when you could. And, man, we would roll him every day. And I remember I w- we went and played him when he was in Detroit. I was, I think I was with your – I was with, the, was with Carolina. And he was like, man, I got to tell you, he goes – I want to thank you for, for being so hard on, on me in, in, in practices. He goes, cause 
other places they don't they don't go that hard. And he's like, yeah. but he felt like you know he got so much better just because we would push. You know, mm-hmm. we would push those guys to to be great. Yeah, I remember my first year in Green Bay. I mean, I lined up against Kabir, and he said, "Said, huh? Look, Mike, he's already backfield before I get my hand off the ground." I was like, "Yeah." So I mean, after you go against him all day, you get in the game, you're like, you like somebody trying to do a speed rush. You're like, hurry it up, because I already got three different things I want to do to you right now. Uh, against guys like that helps. Uh, Aaron Campbell was another guy because he he had an engine that was going all day. Campbell was. That I really love. I love Campbell. Going. Yeah, yeah. I remember beast. this. Campbell. It, it was so funny too. I'll never forget because uh, I think I was gone uh, when he got really good. Mm-hmm. And I remember I, ta- I was talking to mm-hmm. Tauscher, and Tauscher was like, "Dude, he's beating me." I was like, "You guys, like, how's Camp? Is he playing left end now? Because I think in the last training camp he played against me at three technique. I was." Because they were hurt, yeah, the guys injured, and uh, I was like, "How's he doing?" And Tausch was like, "Bro, he's beating me. Like he's he's beating me because he, you know, Tausch never lost one on ones. He would never lose." And I remember he t- he like Tausch was like, "Dude, he's he's beating me every once in a while. It's crazy." And then he went like all pro two years in a row or whatever. It's like same same thing though, right? Like iron sharpens yeah. iron kind of idea. Yeah, <clears throat> yeah, but also like I don't know, like Amon, you could tell me about this, but like for practice now, they don't they don't seem like they do like how we did. Especially like training camp. Training camp is like a resort now. We went through. Yeah, it's a. Uh, but I say, just seem like yeah, they break it down a lot better now. I mean, they break it down out of pads and stuff. And yeah. then I know Mike. He was with the Dolphins more recent than yeah. I was with the Packers in 2013. About yeah. how they basically, you know, take the pads off from a scrimmage or a heavy practice down, and then build back up to pads on again. So yeah, it's a big. big There's only so many padded there. days you can have. It's like like 12 during camp and 13 during the year. So it's really, really small numbers. And that's full pads. But then most of these guys, like for whatever reason, it's just, life's different, man. It's it's just, it's difficult. And the, the hard part about the, the league now is, because we all watch it, we're like, man, they're softer, right? But the truth is they just haven't, like yeah. the coaching staffs haven't adapted to the fact that they don't have these practices. You have to mm-hmm. find another way to get right. Like you have to find another way to develop that grit and that resilience, yeah. that technique under pressure. Like you have to find a way to be physical. Like you have to still be able to do that. And the and the players and the, the staffs and the players that can do that are like for me, like the all that's happened now for me is like the differentiator in talent or the differentiator in productivity between like especially on the in the lines. There's like a couple of lines we talked about it, the Colts, the 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 Browns that are like really, really good. And then there's like a there, to me, there's a pretty big drop off, and then there's like a bunch of guys that are kind of in the middle of the pack. Maybe some are better than the others, but it's just I think for me, it's just the guys that are like individually figuring out like this is what I got to do to get ready, or collectively as a group. I know with the Browns, Callahan and Scott Peters, like they, they get them ready, and they're always they're just always ready to go. Like they kick ass, have fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, I just it just seems like it, like you said, like it got a little like it looks like it's a little. Soft. Because, like, uh, like for us, I mean, you were going hard. I mean, you could basically go through a brick wall after our weirdness and stuff like that. But it seemed like like now they're not so aggressive and so, like, uh, uh, dominating doing stuff nowadays. Now it just seems like it's well, – because it also went towards, that like whole pass block and stuff like that. So I, uh, used to stuff like that. So it seems like also injuries are a big thing with them now because, like, like, you don't – 70% for practice, but then when you get to the game, you got to go 100%. So you only did – that tempo once a week, 
don't know. I just feel like it's it's, a little, it's just it's just a different point. than how it used to be. Mm-hmm. That's a great point. <clears throat> so, uh, how's the game changed for you, KB? Like watching it, you know, knowing what you know about the game, you know, like us, because that's what we talk about weekly. So, what what about yourself? Um, I mean, like I said, it just seems like it's not. I watch it, but it's not as fun as it used to be to watch because it just so much just passing up. You know, they're gonna pass a lot. So it's just mm-hmm. like okay, pass whatever. And, uh, you like that like, domination, like uh, if you want to control the game, you got to be up there and just beat the shit out. Of hey, <laughs> but, I mean hey, that's, that's hey, why I enjoyed TV. more that way. Right. Maybe hey, you, you remember when Jags yeah. when Jags came in as coordinator and he was like he was going to run that zone scheme. And they're like, ah, oh, we're going to run zone now. Dude, yeah. And do you ever think yeah. you're like, so, dude, we were running zone the whole time. What are you talking about? Like, we ran zone, right. we ran man, we ran power, we ran gap, we ran outside. Like, we could, it was Swiss Army, yeah. had to do everything. And then somehow, like, for like 10 years, 15 years, like Alex Gibbs got popular, right? Because the Broncos. And everyone's like, oh, we got to run zone. Yeah. It's like, dude, you could just be Flyman. Like, I don't know. Why do we have to have a system? This system is ridiculous. Like, we could be good at everything. It's okay. Did you ever think, did you ever wonder, like, why the hell are we just, like, locked into this, like, one system now? What is that? That doesn't make any sense to me. I mean, yeah, I wasn't a fan about that because, like, I'm like, we, we did that before. But just because also because that's Denver. Denver had a lineman than we do. It's the NFC. They got big boys around. Chicago had big boys like just had the William brother, uh, William guys, stuff like that. Oh, like you can't yeah. take a two ninety five guard or whatever, try to zone blocking with them. And so, yeah. like, I didn't, I was not a big fan about that at all. I knew we were going to go back to how to do stuff, but just that whole little, oh, we're going to try something different. Like this, this is garbage. Just, just keep it, keep what's been productive for us all those years. Right, right. So with that being said, oh. Go, Mike. Go ahead, bro. Go ahead, bro. No, I was going to say, with that, say, who is your best coach being a pro? Because I know you had Larry, and then I can't remember, and I don't want to remember Houston. Just yeah, like, jo- uh, just yeah, like Joe. You. Yeah, Joe, Larry. Yeah, Joe. Yeah. I say Beto and Campy. Or Campy. James Campy. Campy's in too. Jacksonville now, right? Oh, no, Camp- Campy's in uh, Carolina now. Oh, he's, he's Carolina. 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 I, knew he was, I knew he was south somewhere. I just didn't know. Okay, yeah. got it. Carolina, got yeah. it. Yeah, KB, that was that well, was like a that, uh, that was yeah. Yeah, was, we know good, that. Good we good all coach, know bad that. Human, right? <laughs> oh my God, perfect. Yeah. Hey, Mike, that is perfectly said. <laughs> the things he would say and do. Oh my God, in practice. Oh, you don't want, like, we don't got enough time. You yeah, we don't on that, man. Yeah, oh, that's, oh, that's it. That's that's a good segue <laughs> to get off my lawn, bro. Yeah, that's we get into going get off my lawn with that one. With that, I'll tell you this. Hey, uh, t- tons yeah. of people take multivitamins, but it's important you choose one that is top quality with one of delicious scoop of athletic greens, which I take, by the way, it's pretty good. You're absorbing 75 high quality vitamins, minerals, superfoods, probiotics, and adaptogens to start your day right. There's plus abundant of ingredients, supports, gut health, your nervous system, your immune system, energy, recovery, focus, and something that we're worried about, aging. It's also lifestyle friendly and fits a wide range of diets. There's only one gram of sugar and no chemicals or artificial anything. So reclaim your health and arm your immune system with convenient daily nutrition. It's just one scoop in in a cup of water every day. That's it. To make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you one free year supply of immune supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs for your first purchase. 
Everybody sign up right now. That's actually a huge value, man. I didn't even think about that. I'm All you have to that. do is visit athleticgreens.com slash believe. That's, That's B-L-E-A-V. Again, athleticgreens.com slash believe. I'm supposed to read this incredibly quickly. Here we go. Ready? These statements have been evaluated with the Food and Drug Administration. These products are not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Athletic Greens. Oh, sorry. Athletic Greens. Take ownership of your health. How about it? That wasn't bad for fast, huh? I'm that wasn't bad. That was pretty good. That was, that that was bad you sound like one of those legit commercials selling. Dude, I wish things. I could do that. That'd be a great game. I, like, really I, I, like I just read shit fast. Oh my god. Hey, okay, so good. so so KB, get off my lawn. It's like stuff we just don't we're just tired of like we miss, we're tired of it. We and like and you know, it, we're getting we're, canceled. Whatever whatever's getting canceled now is probably get off my lawn moment. And so my right. first get off my lawn moment this week, we want to hear yours too, man. It's 22 heavy personnel. Like, where did we go wrong? Where did we go wrong? We got rid of 22 heavy. We've just been talking about it all day. Are you 71 package? Where did it go? Why did we have to, why why can't we have a situation where a team comes in and dominates, completely dominates? And I guess, you know, if you think about it, some of these teams like maybe San Francisco is really, you know, they made it pretty far, being able to run the ball, being able to put people in interesting situations. It's like line friendly, right? Line friendly. But I would love to see a team come mm-hmm. back and just be able to Hey, listen, if we need to just dominate this game from the third quarter on, throw six offensive linemen in there, grab your tight end, throw them on the side. We'll go, we'll go man on man with our number one X out here. We'll put a fullback in the backfield. Because you know nobody knows how to handle a fullback. Nobody knows how to handle two tight ends that can actually block. Because not there's not two tight ends on the team in the NFL that can actually block. You think about like the pendulum's always swinging, and I'm always like, dude, when are we gonna swing back? Because I want to watch it again. I miss it. No, no I agree. Like, there. We have, uh, like, the best example would be like uh, the Tampa game. Like in the fourth quarter, all we had to do was just basically just run the clock. And all we did for like, was it 26 plays, whatever, from like our own end zone, just run the field, run block, and just dominate the whole the whole line and just like own it and just basically dominate the game. And by the time it was done, we, we basically ran out the whole clock with how we played that game. I was I was there for like 20 of those 26 games, like just running. And that's how you just take control. And teams need to do that. You need to have like you, you're already ahead. Own the game. Don't let. Don't give them a chance. Just go out there and hey. dominate and kick by them. Stop fucking. It's like, oh, we're gonna just pass. No, just go out there and beat shit out of everybody in front of you and just own the line. Let them know who you are. You know what? You know what I love. You know what I loved about it, Ag, is that it didn't matter what. It didn't matter if a guy got up on, on the grease board and draw drew arrows here and there. And this is how we're gonna do how we're gonna play defense. It was basically right. like we think that our guy is gonna block your guy right here. We're gonna dominate this guy, we're gonna dominate the point of attack. We'll yeah. be able to get the cutoff on the backside. Like you just have enough. It's it's basically a statement that you are confident enough in the abilities of your athletes. Yeah. Like you you feel like as coaching staff, like you feel you've taught them well enough that they're gonna execute this at a very, very high level. And we really don't care what you put in front of us. And like mm-hmm. being able to live with that confidence, that was kind of the whole, that's kind of why, that's why we do it, right? Like we all play yeah. sports because that that feeling, when you get that feeling like, dude, I'm so confident that whatever we do right now is going to work. Like that's what that's what we live for. And I think that's what like that, that 22 heavy for me was just like, oh man, they, they're putting that in. Like we got problems. Everyone, everyone else has got some serious problems right now. We're, we're living the good life. Yep. You find out. If that if you're a man and you made that other person a man and let them know. I remember, let's see, I'm trying to think. It was uh 
So I can't remember what game it was, but I know it was just the defense. I see defense alignment get hype in the first quarter, and I'll be like, uh, this is four quarters, but so yeah. holler at me, holler at me in the fourth quarter, see where you at. And yeah. that's fourth quarter, be like, they'll be like, uh, yeah, y'all good, y'all good. And this is frustrating that you're still running downhill very hard. I'm like, hey, this told you it's four quarters, man. That's what we come to do. That's hoping versus taking, right? They're hoping. They're hoping yeah. we're taking. Yeah, they're hoping. Oh, is he going to be tired? Is he hurt? I'm hoping that he is hurt. No, he's not. Fourth quarter. Here we go. Uh, so the next get off my line is the NFL combine, y'all. So now they're putting severe restrictions on what guys, on these guys and what they're able to do. So who can they interact with because of, you know, what's been going on in the world today? And can we just be over this already? So right now, like you said, with COVID and everything and other you know how the combine goes for guys. I know for mines, it was um, I was just, I was just, I was just discombobulated. I'm like, this yeah. is a professional event where I'm getting, you know, my physical in the big room. The tables are two feet apart, and you can't tell me from table to table that you could just watch when I'm getting my physical with the Broncos and just take notes while you're doing that. Instead of making me go all through that again 31 times at that time, 31 teams. And they're like, Yeah, no, we want our own information. I'm like, but you're hearing me talk about my ankle, my knee, my back injury, or whatever. There's like, no, we want to, we want our own information. I'm like, oh my God, this is it. This is what I'm since six years old was waiting for. And then we're like you said, Mike, we're sitting in underwear, getting measured and quartered. You know, they didn't give me my six feet. They said I was five eleven and three quarters inch. I'm like, come on. <laughs> Give me my six feet, man. Six feet, 215. So where are your guys on that? The NFL combine. KB, did you go to the combine? I went to it. Yeah, yeah like, well, I like Mon said, like, especially when you go out to When you go there, like, you walk in, like, you go to the first part, they went to the whole way in and stuff like that. So you're sitting there, and you're like, everybody's sitting out there. There's, like, the lights on stage, and you feel like you're, like, cat. Like you gonna brag about we got this? It's like man, that was that was weird with that. Uh, but then right. also too, like the medicam. So you got all these all these different doctors. Like they see one thing on your chart, all of them are like the same things. So the first like ten are okay, but after you get past that, like oh, does this bother you? Well, then assholes that just push on the same spot you push on. Yeah, it's starting to bother me now. <laughs> that was annoying. <laughs> and then uh. And oh, also, too, now it's such a spectacle now because like, before you only had two, two or three days to do it. Now it's like a like a four or five days. It's, it's like a long like right. process. Yeah. You, only, you go, you gotta go get an MRI. You're sitting there for three hours, and all of a sudden, you yeah, gotta, like you walk right up. Oh, here, go do the bench press or the uh, forty or something like that. Like I need a second to just get my shit together first. And so that it, it's just uh, true. It, it's different, different experience. Dude, you, you're so right. Like the thing that uh, the thing that's crazy to me is so like right right now you have the um, because of the COVID restrictions they're trying to put these guys in a bubble. So like a lot of there's like 150 agents that want to boycott the combine, right? Mm. Because they because they they're not you know these these athletes. So first of all, you go to the combine and you've been training to to do well in all these events, right? You're trying to show yeah. your best. You've been eating the right way. You've been getting enough sleep in your own bed and training at your own gym. And then they go to the combine. They put you in. A, they put you up. They give you crummy food. They give you bad hours. You got to stand. Terrible hours. People. And it's like, and then they're justifying it. Like the coaches be like, "Oh, we want to see how he performs." They're like, "We want to see if he's competitive." It's like that's stupid. That's the dumbest thing I ever heard. Yeah. 
we're we're tra- we're training as athletes to to give you our best shot. We're not training as athletes like like I would never ask you to go play a game on one hour sleep after right. or eating like four days of bad food. But you're happy to go to the combine and then get pissed off when people don't want to compete for drills that don't even make sense. Like yeah. so, it, the whole thing it's just for yeah. me it's time they should just get rid of it. Pro days work. If you want yeah. to do regional combines, like you just want to do regional combines, those work too. Where a guy like everything's within like a, a, a ride. Like maybe mm-hmm. it's more work for the scouts. And everything. I, I know this is TV dollars, so it's never going to happen. But it just it just doesn't really make any sense for the athletes to even compete at the combine if you're going to have a pro day, unless unless like otherwise no one's ever going to find you, right? But then you wouldn't be invited to the combine anyways. Exactly. And I would say the hours. Uh, I remember it's true. My first day there. Um, getting an interview request at 11.30 or 11 o'clock, then 11.30 and then midnight. I yeah. was like, huh? I was like, wait a minute. I got I got to wake up by like 6 or 7 o'clock to get ready for my 40 and they want to go do... I, and I skipped the last two. I did the one at 11 and the last two I didn't even go. I said, well, they'll just... They just won't be happy with me. I'm going to get my sleep. I was like, this doesn't make sense at all. And this is a professionally run organization. I'm around for almost 100 years. Like, come on. It was killing me with that. And then you think about like all the questions they asked. They've been like in the recent, you know, last five, 10 years, they've been kind of popping up with these questions they've been asking been pretty personal or like pretty revealing. Yeah. It's like, dude, what are you guys like armchair psychologists? Like, where are you? Are you getting, is there a book of idiot questions that we're asking? It's just like the whole thing is just unbelievable to me. And yeah. the only reason that you're there from a club standpoint is, is the medical. But then they can also, I mean, it's very easy now to like, you know, to, to answer all of the questions in one swoop. Like you don't need, yep. like you guys said, you don't need to go to 31 teams. It, I, I know it's a spectacle, so it's going to, it's going to keep happening. But uh, for me, for me, I, I'd rather just, I just assume get rid of it. I tell my athletes not to go. Yeah. Yeah. So family was my, my uh, roommate at the combine and he didn't do anything. He did like his own, they did the thing. At, at, uh, I can see that doing that way too, because it's just, that's a lot going on, especially how like a short, we did our combine, uh, so I agree. Like, if it doesn't really make sense to do it, give like just go run into like, the guys' colleges and see who you want to see, and go from there. Yeah, yeah. Mike, you want to hit the next question? You want to go down? To yeah, the last man. Year? So the, the the last oh the scouting. Well, you know, <laughs> I just it was just funny because I was listening to Les Need. You know, his whole idea of, of he got rid of all these picks and. They were talking about how the Rams have kind of a different model for for scouting. I did right? see they, that. I, yeah, I they're, they're, looking, the they're looking at very specific things, and I mean, look, it makes a ton of sense, right? Like, I would rather take Jalen Ramsey over any first round pick I could get this year because he can help me right now. We already know how good yeah. he is, right? Yeah. So then it then it the only way that works though is if you can grab third, fourth, fifth, sixth round picks and develop them. And so the the Rams model, like the way they were talking about it, is listen. We don't send a bunch of guys to the combine. We don't send a bunch of guys over here and there. We watch film. We're looking for very specific things, which is like, I mean, this is the business that I'm in a little bit as far as helping talent, you know, improve. So we, mm-hmm. we look at very specific things and then we built, we build off the things that we see. And, and like the Rams just, it sounds like it makes sense. I've been in other buildings. I've talked to other teams and they don't, it's just, everyone seems like they're doing the same stuff and everyone's got like, Oh, we have this special metric that we're using, but basically we're all doing the same stuff. It's like, I wonder how many guys are really being innovative like the Rams are and, and differentiating in their process. It's just kind of a just an interesting thing to think about, I think. Right. I hear you. Yeah, because it just it just seems like sometimes just what you're just watching the same thing over and over again. And it's not that hard. You could do that 
like you said, saving money instead of sitting 10 scouts across the United America, just sit there at home and, and hit the play button or turn on the TV. That's it. <laughs> instead of wasting all that money on flight, on flight costs and all that and hotels. And then obviously coaches being coaches doing dumb stuff. So alleviate all that. So the last part of uh, get off my line here. Yeah. We, oh, go ahead, KB. My bad. Oh, oh, okay. Uh, so we get into this last one. It's a foot. We're in football purgatory here. <laughs> that means is this no football, Mike? What you talking about right now? Dude, I, I'm just in, I, listen. I would. <laughs> this sounds crazy, but I was just thinking about it today because, like, this weekend, like all NBA All Star game, like that was the yep. worst dunk contest I've ever seen. Yeah, it was terrible. Like, it was terrible. Talking about all this, like, all the like the drama right now. It's, just all these other sports just aren't interesting to me. I was on it. I just don't know what else to say it. It's not very interesting to me. Like Champions League soccer, I liked watching this weekend, but most people don't like soccer, but I like it, you know. I'm, I'm there with I, you would, on the I was thinking game. about I was I was I was sitting here thinking, like, what would I watch right now if it was on? I was like, I would rather watch like you go to one of these high performance football gyms where all yeah. these dudes are working out in the off season. I'd rather watch a bunch of dudes lifting weights and you just put that on TV. I would just probably put it on my TV and watch that all day instead of all this like NBA nonsense, all this other stuff. Dude, I you know what I mean? I just missed football already. It's been a week. I'm just like, all right, who's working out right now? Like, what? You know, like, you ever watch like James Harris, James Harrison when he was live when he was still playing? He would be like posting Instagram and him squatting 800 pounds and whatnot. I'm yeah. like, you know, I just watched that all day. Like, can we just put them. that. Where can, we, where can we go get that? I want to watch yeah. that. When they play volleyball with the medicine ball, that one I seen. Oh, that dude, one. we used to do that. We used to do that in yeah, Miami, by the way. That is a legit workout. We used to do that in Miami all the time. Oh man, that's crazy. How how heavy was the ball? Was it 15, 20? You could use – well, listen, here's the deal. Like, if we did it right now, KB would be using, like, the 20, and he'd throw it to me, and I'd fall. He'd, like, knock me over. So I'd want to use, like, a 10, and then you'd probably be in the middle somewhere, like, 15. I'll be, like, at least 15. I could probably handle 15. It's, it's, handle. It, we used a 20-pounder. It's pretty it, – it's hard, man. Oh, yeah, that's a full-body movement, catching it yeah. and securing it and then trying to chuck it back over the net. Oh, man. And that's I, try play, I try to I try to play with my 13 year old curtains. I'm like, catch it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh man. They need to some more like strongman competitions or something. Oh dude, what if we do you remember back in the day ABC guess, Wild World of Sports used to yeah. do the uh used to do the strongman contest yeah. they had like pro wrestlers, football players, that would be gnarly. That would be entertainment yeah. right there for me. Get a mixture of athletes out there. Just do like a strongman competition. Just see the difference between athletes like trying to compete like strongman competition. We need to produce that. Like the, like the stuff we uh, – Wall and I, uh, after practice and stuff at the Hudson Center. Yeah. I was telling that to Wally last week when I used to watch him. He had that pipe with the two grips in the middle. He used to basically – um thrust it out five yards and go pick it up, walk and pick it up and go. You would go 100 yards, wouldn't you, Mike, right? Like 80 yards, 100? I don't know. Listen, back in the day, I, that whole thing is kind of fuzzy for me. I, I just I just, remember on, I just remember on Fridays, I'd be like, all right, what can I do to just just feel like I'm going to kill somebody on Sunday? And I'd, like, I'd be, go grab a log and just throw it as far as I could for a while. Right. Try to work out some mobility stuff. You had the tractor tire out there, too. You would flip oh, that. Well, Dude, in the offseason, yeah. all we did was – I did strongman training in the offseason for like five years because I was yeah. out in Vegas with Mark Bilty. I'm now, yeah. I'll, give you guys, I'll give you guys a funny one, right? So when I moved to Seattle, like I was shadow of my former self, but I could still push sleds. I, like, there's one thing I could still do, right? I could still push right. – so we had a tractor, right? 
So we had this dude, Ray Willis. Ray Willis was from Florida State. Tackle. Really, really good dude. Deep voice. Mean looking dude, right? But like nicest guy in the world. And so I was like, hey, Ray, let's go out and push this tractor on a Friday after practice, right? And so we're out there pushing, and I'm pushing across back, and I, I'm killing him. Like, Ray was big up top, you know, not too big on the bottom. Like, right, no legs. Right? right. Yeah. So after a while, he's like, oh, he's dying. I go, I go, hey, man, all you got to say is mate, and we'll be, this will be over. And he's like, and he's like, what's, He's like, he's like, what's Mate? And he's huffing and puffing. He's got the, you know, he's on the four by four gator. He's like, what's Mate? I go, it just means you quit. And he's like, F that, F that, Mike Wall. I'll take my muscle off the bone. We'll tear this shit off the bone. And he just starts pushing and going nuts. Ah! We went about we went about 10 more minutes, and I was finally like, all right, dude. Like, I think you're really gonna kill yourself. Like he was like, dude. He he just he was a stud, man. This guy was amazing. He's like, was, I never I never laughed so hard in my life, man. He's like, oh, that is he's hilarious. Like, he's like, what's my tay? I quit. Ah, just I know. Watching. I'm not gonna quit. He watching Blood Van Dam and stuff. That's where that's he got my from. That's it. That's the reference, bro. <laughs> oh, that Bloodsport? Yeah, I started my Bloodsport or something. Yeah, my John Cobb. Yeah, my yeah. with with Bolo Yang. Yeah, with one of the John Cobb movies. Yeah. Oh, excuse me. Excuse me. All right, so KB, getting to wrap up the show here at the end to talk about a little bit of you. So catch up what you're doing on now. So what are you? I know what you're up to. I kind of mentioned to Mike what you're up to too, but let everybody, all the listeners, know what you're what you're doing now, um, and where you live and things of, things of that nature. Well, I'm back <clears> here. And I'm still in Green Bay. I work in schools, doing uh, special education stuff like that. But now I got out of working education, and I started my own business now. So we get like group of people instead of being like in limos and stuff like that you get a big bus and move around like this does really well for everybody and it was just it was something that started out as a joke because like i had a bunch of friends like i'm not really drunk so i was like always like driving so i'm like my buddy was selling this bus i was like why don't i just buy that thing and just drive that around it and uh you started researching more and more about it and like after i talked my buddy for a couple hours we were like skip it let's just do our own damn business like it was, i was like yeah be my own boss love it and so that's how all right. it all started. So I've been working on that, uh, possibly looking at doing real estate. Just finished my class with doing that. So uh, looking right. to take a test and do that too. KB, what's your, what's your company called, man, so people can find you? Own the Night LLC. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. When, I, when he came, when he, uh, yeah, I remember Mike, Facebook, when he Instagram, told Instagram, so. Right. Own the yeah. Night. Oh, on the night, night. That's, yeah. That's, so that sounds, sounds like you run a prostitution ring yeah. too. I love it. Yeah, but yeah, that's because I had the LLC on there too because uh, it's not a group that has like uh, whatever they call the same thing. Oh, okay. oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, they, there it is. Oh man, yeah. I remember you still keep? You still go to games? Uh, here and there. I won this last year. Uh, before oh, before the whole COVID thing, I went like a couple games and stuff like that. But this show, I went to one. Yeah, and Mike, and, and whenever you come back to Green yeah, Bay, we gotta uh, hang out at KB's uh, garage where oh, his business is. That. That's oh, gonna be big. It's that. big fun. It's big fun in his garage. Yeah. Just so you know, you we did go New Year's. Yeah, well, we did New Year's there, didn't we? Stadium. Yeah. Oh, walking really? Distance. Yeah, walking distance. Oh wow. Okay. Yeah. Like right, right across KB, from the bar by the stadium. So. It's La hey, last thing we want to ask you: put your GM hat on, right? Green Bay Packers general manager, you for the day. Who stays and who goes this offseason? I'm going to give you a couple names, okay? Ready? 
Devontae Adams. Yep. Days or goes. Uh oh. We lose him. Man, that's why. Hey, the same here thing's going to happen. In, also here. Same thing's going to happen in front office. Okay. So yeah, Devontae Adams. Days or goes. Uh, he may be gone because that salary cap is, is a big thing they got to work on right now. Yeah. What about Preston, Preston Smith, man. I think Preston Smith, like leadership wise, he played out of his mind. I think it was I think it was a big role model this year, except up in, in absence of Z. Would you what you think? And and is he staying or going? I think he's staying. I mean, he he definitely proved himself like with how he performed this year. Yeah, great leader. He even put the effort in because he's like he knew he wanted to be performing better and came in in great shape and stuff like that. And he proves he's here and, and do like things he's did this year. Yeah, he killed it, right? What about uh, Devonder mm-hmm. Campbell? Here, here or there? There go. Uh I hope. Hopefully, he's here. They got the contract done. I guess at midnight or whatever last night. So hopefully, they keep him here. Kevin yeah, King, he's a solid addition. I think Kevin King's uh, got a chance, right? He might be gone. I think he's got a good chance. <laughs> yeah, a good chance to be gone. <laughs> what do you think? Yeah. Did you say good chance to be here? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no. Okay, last last I I'll just give you the obligatory. Which you think you think Aaron Rodgers staying or going? I think he's staying. Definitely think he's staying. Would you it, it does, hey, do you think he's staying, man? Oh, huh? uh, I don't know. Hired, like, they hired his quarterback coach or something, right? Like they just hired some dude who yeah. he was retired. Tom like, Clements. So remember, uh, KB, you remember? I don't know if you remember, you know of him. I don't think he coached around the time, but Tom Clements, he was here in 06 when yeah. McCarthy came in, and so Aaron had a little really good connection with Tom Clements during his uh, rookie. So that was his second year, 06. And obviously 07, 08, and then Super Bowl year 09, 010. Because when I came back in 09, Tom Clemens here. And he's yeah. he's straightforward, he's honest coach, he don't mess around, and he's not like a like a hardcore bat, a hard ass, but he like sticks to the certain rules. And I know one of the rules Aaron had mentioned in a press conference this year that he's got from Tom. So that's something somebody high on his list in terms of who he who he respects as a coach, um, and who he understands that obviously could uh, understand his philosophy and everything and who he learned off of as a player, as a young player anyway, in his career. So he said he didn't want to, uh, at the end of the the season, he wanted to be part of like a rebuilding team. And if he goes out. Yeah. I mean, he said that several times. No matter where you go, it's going to be rebuilding. And so it's better to stick with what you like with who you're with. And just hopefully they pick up the guys that you need, because if not, you go somewhere else, it's going to be no matter what. Yeah. Do you, I, this process. is my last question. This is my last question for you, and only people in Green Bay will know this know this reference. But do you do you do you have your lifetime own table at Anduzi's Bar? Did they did they gift you that? <laughs> do you go to Anduzi's? No, just, I don't. You, I don't have you that. Actually, a, you back door. Actually, I stopped, I, I haven't been there for years now. He has his own really? place, Mike. He has his oh, own yeah, garage that's, now. That's true. Yeah, I, I yeah. see right down the street, man. You probably you're probably closer to Anduzi's. She <laughs> is. He's crossed the street. Yeah, right yeah. Mm. cross the street from him. Man, I gotta get. I gotta <laughs> I got get my own bar. I gotta my own get you gotta get up there, Mike. Yeah, I'm coming up. I'm coming up next year, man. I, now yeah. that I, now that I know I got a place to stay, thanks, KB. Appreciate you. <laughs> I'll be staying in KB's garage. No problem. There you go. All right, oh, there yeah. you go. 
All right, KB, man. I want to say thank you for coming on the show. Appreciate you spending some time um, with us. And uh, hope you have a great rest of your week. And maybe during the season, we'll bring you on maybe during the regular season when we start this thing back up for the 2022 season um, for On My Block. So, Mike, good job, as usual, having fun, hitting us with all the facts and the technical stuff of your game. So, everybody listening in, go on to Twitter to On My Block. Um, is O N underscore my underscore block on Twitter and uh, download this. You can, you know, you can download us wherever you download your podcast set and give us that feedback. Give us that review, that rate, because that stuff keeps us getting better and obviously helps us continue with great entertainment and great information to get everybody tuning in. So Mike, let everybody know where they can find you on the social. Yeah. Mike Wall 68 on Twitter process to perform on Instagram. KB man, it was great talking to you, brother. Thanks for coming on. Great talking with you guys. Thanks for having me on. Hey, AG, yeah. let's make sure we get him that Nord VPN, all right? We get to sure. his internet up a little bit, man. I know, I know. listen, you, we all know something's bogging down your computer, KB. We'll, t- we'll take care of you. Don't worry. We'll get this Nord VPN take care of you. All right. I appreciate AG. the help. Exactly. And real quick for mine, too, is Green 30 on Twitter and Instagram. And I know, KB, you said it earlier. Uh, let people know where they can find you on your socials. Uh, I got to remember my names for that. <laughs> Um, uh, no. Shoot. Uh, Instagram oh, is on like oh. Kberry71. Oh, no. What's the website? On the night, what's, LLC. What's the, and what's, what's, is it, you have a website? How do they get a hold of you? Yeah. Uh, www.onthenightllc.com. Gotcha. Okay. Right. I'll tell you what, man. If you, hey, if, if, if Bald Marauder. If Bald Marauder happens to run out of the next couple weekends, it's on. That's I'll be, up, I'll be up there in the club. Oh my goodness. This is awesome. <laughs> Hilarious. All right, KB, man. Have a good rest of your day, man. Good week. Good week as well. All right. You too. All right. Okay, thanks. Mike. Good talking with you guys. Good talking with you, Mike. See you next week. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. If you're looking to get a new car, you could really cut expenses by bundling your car and renter's insurance with Progressive. Sure, you love your old car, but you know it's not normal to give instructions on how to open the window. It should be self-explanatory, but it's not. And notice how when you're in other people's cars, you can feel cushion in the seats? That's pretty nice, right? No, it's just normal. 
So bundle your renters and car insurance with Progressive and put the savings toward a new car. It's time. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company coverage provided in service by affiliates and third-party insurers. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.